Hello and welcome to Knoll Street Classic Theater. Tonight we have a wonderful vintage for you. Ringing in the nondescript holiday season comes the immortal tale of belief and what it means to a young boy. Written and starring George Plank and Alex Vitale, and featuring the voice talents of Rebecca Tewksbury as Jolly the Elf, content warnings can be found in the episode description. Please, join us in enjoying claustrophobia. And remember, nothing is real. Whoop-de-doo. It's the holiday season, Jane. You should be feeling jolly and holly and other things ending in ollie. By gosh, by golly. Ugh, stop shaking me, John. In my opinion, any idiot that goes about with happy winter holiday on their lips ought to be boiled in their own pudding and buried with a steak of holly through their heart. Shh! Do you want him to hear you? Him? John, how hard have you been hitting the spiked egg beverage? You know, him. The all-seeing one. The one who peers into the depths of man's souls and deems them pleasant or not. The deliverer of carbon. Hang your stockings and say your prayers. Oh, because Sam- Quiet! Don't. Just don't. Oh, I see what's going on. Huh? Someone's got unprocessed childhood trauma. Welcome to the club. What? No, I mean, yes, but no, it's, that's not what I'm talking about, Jane. No amount of therapy can help us with this. He is watching. I, I don't know how to tell you this, John, but he isn't real. Oh, that's odd. They don't usually deliver on winter holiday. He knows. I'm doomed. Oh, there's only one. It's for you, John. Uh, John? John! Come on, get up! Well, no sense in prolonging the inevitable. Um, Let's get this over with. There was a distinct chill in the late December air. All around, people bundled in heavy winter jackets were rushing here and there and all around the square mall, trying to get the last two or three gifts they needed for their friends and family before the mall closed for the night. Over the loudspeaker, some a cappella group was singing a poorly conceived mashup of God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen and Baby It's Cold Outside. Yes, it seemed that everyone was getting into the holiday spirit. Everyone, that is, except for Billy Blakeswell. Billy stood in line in Square Mall with all the other children who were squirming excitedly, trying to get a line of sight on the man inside the snow-flocked pavilion. Billy was far less moved. Just last year, he would have been rocking back and forth on the balls of his feet with his wish list grasped firmly in his fist. This year, however was different. Billy wasn't exactly sure what happened between fourth and fifth grade. He was a little taller, and his shoes were a little tighter, and for some reason he didn't have as much drive to sit on someone's lap as he did the year earlier, especially when that someone might not even be the person you think they are. So there he stood, his mind racked with doubt. He looked up at the woman holding his hand. Seriously, Mom, if the line's too long, we can do something else. 
What? No, come on, kiddo. It's not that long. Besides, it's tradition. That was true. Billy's mom had an accordion frame with a holiday photo of him from every year since he was old enough to look at a camera, and from the number of empty spaces left, she had probably planned to have him take holiday photos when he qualified for senior benefits. I just don't think I'm feeling up to it. Plus, Larry in my class says he isn't even real. Hmm? Who isn't real? An adult dressed head to bell tiptoe in bright greens and reds stepped out from the pavilion and looked Billy up and down before finally addressing his mom. Big guy's ready to see you now. Oh, thank you. Billy's mom leaned in to see the name printed on the person's name tag. The name's Jolly. Thank you, Jolly. Say thank you, Billy. Billy looked down at his shoes. Thank you. Don't mention it. Jolly led the pair of them into the pavilion. There he was, sitting in an ornate chair that appeared to be made out of both gold and candy canes. His suit and his hat were as red as they had ever been. There was something immediately familiar about him, but also unknowable. Hello there. His voice was light and rough, yet very friendly. His eyes were blue behind his half-rimmed glasses. The man gestured Billy over, and Jolly helped him up onto his knee. The man laughed deep, causing his stomach to shake. <laughs> and what is your name? Billy. And have you been a good boy this year, Billy? Shouldn't you already know? Billy thought to himself before answering in the affirmative. Excellent! <laughs> now tell me, what would you like for Christmas? Billy thought for a moment. Previously, he would have had a list drawn up of demands and have prepped this question weeks in advance. Now, with doubt in his mind, he took pause. He thought, and he thought, before he had his answer. It was something that no one could deliver, not with all the Christmas magic in the world. He leaned in and whispered his secret wish to the man's ear. Oh, <laughs> are you sure? I, it's not really what I usually do. And again, miracles have been known to happen. I'll see what I can do. No. Now how about we take a picture? The pair of them looked over to Jolly, who stood behind a camera. They counted down on their fingers before a flash, and the photo of the two of them slid out. This one is a keeper for sure. Aren't you glad we came? Billy's mom drove their car towards home. Billy rested his head on the windowsill and watched as the barren trees passed them by. His window was starting to fog from the car's heating system cranked to 11, so every now and again he would wipe a small circle for himself with the edge of his sleeve. What did you end up asking him for anyway? Mom glanced at him through the rearview mirror. No, nothing really. Billy sighed. Oh, well, we did come pretty late in the season. I wouldn't be surprised if he couldn't get a special order done on such short notice. Billy already doubted he would get what he asked for. But the fact that his mom was already doing damage control solidified what he already suspected. Oh, fudge-sickles! Hang on, kiddo! His mom whipped her car around in a U-turn and started heading the other way. I just gotta grab one thing from the store real quick. The two of them pulled into the parking lot and left the vehicle behind. Outside the store was someone in a red suit and hat ringing a bell. Ah, shoot. I didn't bring any cash. Billy, do you have a dollar on you? I'll pay you back later. Billy did have a dollar. It was the last bit of his birthday money he had squirreled away to hold him over until the Christmas cards. He wanted to lie and hold on to it for himself. He had planned to buy a couple of jawbreakers. But instead of complaining or saying that he didn't have anything, he just nodded and brought the dollar up to the bucket. 
Merry Christmas, Billy said under his breath. Merry Christmas, returned the man, wearing an obviously fake beard. And thank you, Billy. How did you know my name? You told me earlier. At the mall. Billy knew for a fact this was a different person. Sure, their suits looked similar, but they looked and sounded nothing alike. Mom! Billy said, trying to get his mother attention before she whisked him away into the store. Come on, I just need to grab a bottle of sherry for the party tonight. Billy's mom pulled him away by his arm as he just stared at the man by the bucket. The man just waved and his bell made a ding-ding-ding sound. When they left the store, both the man and the bucket were gone. His mom, who had gotten some cash out from the register, looked particularly crestfallen, as if she could no longer donate the small bit of cash to a deserving organization. Oh, I guess his shift just ended. Darn. As soon as the two of them got home, Billy helped his mom unload the car. It took only one trip in total, but one trip was enough to activate the motion-activated decoration on the front porch. The thing started shifting side to side, laughing all the way. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, you're probably just as real as the one I saw in the mall today. His mom was getting ready for the party. Billy went upstairs and turned on his TV. On it was one of those specials animated using clay puppets. Aw, oh, gee whiz, Santa. How are we going to deliver the presents if it keeps hailing like this? I know who we could call. Come on, everyone. Help us, Billy. Help us, Billy. Billy. All the characters from the elves to the snowmen were all chanting in unison and all looking directly at the camera. Billy stared at the television and the characters stared back. What's the matter, Billy? Why won't you help us? Don't you like us anymore? Don't you believe in me anymore? Billy lunged for the TV, turning the dial off. The static from the TV sizzled and popped before the screen faded completely to black. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. The decoration on the porch was going wild. Billy peered out of his window and his suspicions were confirmed. Flocks of adults wearing unpleasant and uncomfortable sweaters began showing up on the doorstep in droves. Some of them brought covered dishes, and others brought bottles that his parents said he wouldn't be able to have for another few years. His dad popped his head in. Hey there, sport. Uh, ready to come down? Sure thing. Just give me a second. The door closed, and Billy slid into a light sweater his mom had picked out for him a while ago. After a moment's consideration, he flipped the switch to the TV again. Billy! 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 He pulled the plug from the wall and left his room shaken. He was going to try to have a good time at the party. Hi there, friends. I'm George Plank, head of programming here at Zero Null Street, also known as the Uncommon Commons. We'll return to your regularly scheduled broadcast of the holiday classic Claustrophobia in just a second. But first, let me tell you about the benefits of joining us on Patreon. In addition to supporting shows that you like, you'll also be given bonuses like bonus episodes, an additional post-show that uploads regularly every two weeks, and if you join before the new year, we will send you out a personalized holiday card from the authors of Uncommon Commons. For more information, click the link in the description below. Thank you, and now back to your regularly scheduled broadcast. Downstairs, Billy was greeted by the cacophony of sounds and smells. His mom had turned the island countertop into a makeshift buffet station. 
All of his parents' friends that had kids also brought them, so about a half dozen children were already running around the first floor. Billy recognized his friend Larry, tormenting some poor defenseless third grader, and he just had to get a piece of that action. They ended up chasing them all over the house before the two of them found a quiet spot between the guest bedroom and the bathroom. Your mom took you to see him? Yeah. Didn't yours? I told her I didn't want to, and she said, fine by me. Really? Yeah. Maybe I'll have to try that next year. Billy's stomach rumbled, and he remembered that he hadn't eaten since lunch. Larry's attention was already diverted to another group of kids gathered near the fireplace. Billy made his way up to the trays of food stacked on top of the counter. He grabbed a paper plate and loaded on a couple pigs in blankets and some pre-made holiday cookies with incredibly triangular trees. Honey, a word? Billy glanced up to see his mom placing her hand on his dad's shoulder. His mom looked around and Billy had the foresight to duck behind the counter before she could see him. Yeah, what's up? It's Billy. Is he in trouble? Should I ground him? No, it's, it's not that. It's... It's just, he's at a certain age. Do I need to give him the talk? No, no. I just think he's starting to not believe anymore. Oh. Well, we knew this was coming. What should we do about it? Let's let it take its course. Happens to all of us eventually. Plus, think of how much we'll save when we can take our holiday photos at home. It's an odd sensation when your suspicions are proven correct all at once. In one moment, his parents confirmed exactly what he thought to be true. But what about... Ho, ho, ho! Santa! All the younger children screamed in unison and ran towards the man that just entered the residence. You seeing this? Larry nudged Billy in the arm. Billy was seeing this. He saw everything. The fake beard. The tag still on the red suit. Even the pillow tucked into the waistband, giving the man who had the eyebrows of his Uncle Will some extra girth. He felt Larry pat him on the back. You know what you should do? Billy made his way up to the front of the line. He saw the other kids jumping up and down with excitement and whispering amongst themselves. Hello there, Billy! <laughs> of course Uncle Will knows my name. Might as well play along. <laughs> hey there, Santa. You've been a very good boy this year. Yep, sure have. Oh, excellent. Well, I should get back to my friend. Sure, sure, have fun. Billy turned and started to head back to Larry, who was already chuckling a little. Oh, and uh, one more thing. I almost got that special gift you asked for. What? Billy turned around to face this Santa Will. And that thing you asked for today at the mall. There was something in his eyes that Billy had never seen before. It's almost ready. Billy's eyes grew wide, and for a moment, he didn't know what to do with himself. And then he knew exactly what to do. He ran. The front door swung open violently. In passing, he set off the decoration on the porch. He rounded the corner and found himself in a dark alley. He was away from his house, and yet he could still hear that decoration going off and getting louder. He turned yet another corner. There, in the middle of the street, was the animatronic Santa shifting wildly. Its eyes shone a bright red. Billy would have even claimed that they glowed. Footsteps rang out against the pavement as several someones wearing boots started to approach. Billy heard them all, all of them saying it in different voices, but they were all there, each and every one. 
He saw a man wearing half-rimmed glasses joined in with another, wearing a fake beard and carrying a bell. Another entered the alley with jerky motions and clammy skin that reflected the light like plasticine clay. And finally, another, with the eyebrows of his Uncle Will. They stood shoulder to shoulder, all laughing in anharmonic unison. They joined hands and they fused at the elbow each one taking in the other and growing as more Santas started appearing from the shadows, each one clamoring on top of the other and joining in a mass of red and white fabric of every composition imaginable. Their form became unrecognizable, but their sound was unmistakable. Billy was frozen in place. There was no fight or flight. There was only fear. The composite Santa reared over Billy, blocking out the bright light of the full moon. Billy closed his eyes tight, he heard the breathing get louder and louder as that thing drew near. The air was stale with milk and cookies. He started shaking just a little as he waited what he thought was inevitable. Billy felt a hand on his shoulder and hot air on his head. opened his eyes to see a section of red fabric separate to produce a box wrapped tight in paper and ribbons. The box was placed into Billy's hands and the composite Santa patted the top of his head. The red and white thing backed up a bit before rubbing the side of the area where his nose would be. As if being carried away by an invisible tube or a large straw, the mound of flesh, plastic, and clay disappeared into the night sky. Billy? Billy! Billy, there you are. Your mother and I were worried sick. Billy turned towards his father with the open box in his hands. What do you have there? A gift from Santa. A bark echoed from within the box. Is... Is that... Yeah. It's Sparky. But, son, Sparky died two years ago. I know. He's here. How can we hear the roof? We're on the ground floor. I don't even think this building has a top floor. <gasps> the fireplace! We don't have a fireplace. Oh, would you look at that? Quick, we need to light it. Uh, hand me some coal from that pile over there. Oh, sniggledy fig. <laughs> Bahamug. Well, I'm beat. Let's put on Skeleton's Night Out. Again? We've been watching that since fall of last year. And? You're the one who said it was a nondescript winter holiday movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and John? Yeah, Jane? Happy winter holiday, buddy. And Sniggledy Fig bless us. Everyone. Uncommon Commons is a podcast. It is written and recorded by George Plank and Alex Vitale, and the theme song is composed by Charles Adam Robinson. Our logo is designed by Sam Vitale. Our social media manager is Rebecca Tewksbury. Email us directly at zeronullstreet at gmail.com. Visit our socials or support us on Patreon in the link tree listed in the description below. Rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Stay. And remember... Nothing is real.